Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. And uh, as promised, we're continuing to monitor the pro-life uh, activity around the country. And I guess the big news immediately today is an executive order signed by President Biden that he hopes will push back against states that are passing laws restricting abortion. Um, at the signing ceremony, he denounced Republican extremists and said the idea of a nationwide abortion ban is not some imagined horror. It's already happening. And so <laughs> you have to, these are serious matters, and I don't mean to sound especially cynical, but look, what th- there's nothing extreme about returning the abortion question to the states, which is where it was in 1972. What was extreme was allowing nine unelected men to uh, basically sign abortion policy in America. That's what Roe v. Wade did. It shut down all the thriving debates that were going on in New York. Abortion was winning. In Michigan, the unborn child was winning. So just listen to the language that's being used here. Uh, We're told that the Supreme Court is authoritarian. Well, what can be more authoritarian than a single individual issuing an executive order uh, telling that that states, uh, you know, have to continue to support abortion? All right. With me is Claire Kosmolsky. She's our pro-life correspondent, a former producer here for Crest in the Afternoon, and she's been monitoring what's going on in all the states. Anything special on the, the Biden signature? Anything you want to add to that? I just think it's a lot of... Uh a lot much to do about nothing here he's he's got to do something this is this is basically but this is basically political posturing yeah he he's very much perceived as ineffective not only in this area but in many areas of mm-hmm. his governance and um so coming out with this executive order is kind of a, a nod of the head but it's basically just everything he's doing is kind of just doubling down on what the gov- what federal the branch is already doing um, in terms of abortion access and um, abortion pill access, emergency medical care, access to contraception, all of this was already in place. He's just kind of, kind of recommitting to it. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, um, you know, something that he's actually, you know, some action that he's taking yeah. to protect abortion. Yeah, basically he wants to put an exclamation point right. out there. You know. Well, let's talk about what's actually going on. Let's start with, um, before we go to the states, uh, how are... Uh, you know, pro-life pregnancy centers doing pro-life offices. Uh, last time we were together, I think last week, I think we had thirty or so. Uh, yeah, we van- are now acts of vandalism. According to Catholic Vote, we are now up to fifty-four attacks on pregnancy centers and pro-life groups um, since May second, the leak of the decision. Um, we have Elizabeth Warren um, coming out and. Uh, basically waging war on pregnancy resource centers. Um, She says, with Roe gone, it's more important than ever to crack down on so-called crisis pregnancy centers that mislead and deceive patients seeking abortion care. So on the one hand, you know, the pro-abortion forces like to deride pro-lifers for not providing enough support for women who are in crisis pregnancies. And on the other hand, you know, they're trying to shut us down in so many ways. When we actually do, there are at least 3,000 pregnancy centers today that offer abortion alternatives. They outnumber abortion clinics nationwide. So, I mean, but but this is, uh, again, pro-lifers said they were only concerned about the unborn child. And at these 3,000 pregnancy centers that provide material, social, uh, financial, and spiritual support 
for women with unwanted pregnancies. Uh, look, we're doing the job. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to admit it, and what they try to do is make it sound as though we are um, covert uh, agencies that are promising to do abortion and then changing people's minds when they come in. Yeah, I mean, do we are we seeking, are, are crisis pregnancy centers seeking to catch the attention of abortion-minded women? Yes, of that's course. the reason they exist. Are we deceptive? No, we are completely honest with what we offer. We yeah. don't we don't deceive or lie, unlike abortion clinics, which deceive women about the the reality of the uh, the unborn child and the development of the unborn child. Pregnancy okay. resource centers outnumber abortion facilities three to one, and by some some states as many as eleven to one. Yeah. You also have the New York Attorney General Letitia James demanding crisis pregnancy centers be excluded from Google search about abortion. I mean, this is this is government Excluded overreach. The leftist states Google. are going overboard. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope that the overreach is apparent to people. Yes. Uh, and maybe there's going to be a move back to the uh, center yeah. of sanity. Uh, let's go over the states, uh, some of the states. We can't do them all. But if you'd like to tell us uh, what is going on, for instance, in Tennessee, uh, okay. I'd like to know what's happening there. Well, I know that there's motion. Yeah. So Tennessee has a pro-life bill. Um, I believe it's in effect at this point. There's so many of these that are tied up in court here. You know, kind of you get whiplash trying to follow them back and forth um, between court injunctions and lifted injunctions and so forth. Um, so they have a heartbeat law. Um, Thirty days after the Dobbs decision, this is supposed to go into effect. Tennessee's Human Life Protection Act will prohibit the abortion of unborn children after fertilization. Well, so, so say that again. We'll prohibit the abortion of unborn children after fertilization. So they intend well, to block the use of uh, the abortion pill. Okay, so why is it called a heartbeat bill? I, they might have two two laws in effect. Okay. Um, the, a lot of these states do have two or three. I think Texas had three laws in place, uh, pro-life laws. Um, and so then, do, do we see some of them uh, trying to protect the unborn child from fertilization? Yes. And some of them kind of hedging their bet and yeah. have other bills that protect them, say, at, you know, at Six a detectable weeks, heartbeat or brainwave yep. or fetal pain. Yes. And in Tennessee um, is one of the ones that intends to block it from fertilization. How will they accomplish this when you have women accessing abortion pills? Well, the way this has been a, a question, um, and the way that Tennessee is addressing it is that they will prosecute pharmacists within their state who fill prescriptions for these basically poison pills. So, so that's so the the chem, chemical abort pharmacists who provide uh, the various uh, chemicals available. Are you we used to call it RU four eighty six, and um, the uh, they provide these. Uh, means of a chemical abortion, they will be violating a law. That's going to be interesting yes. to see that enforced. Yes. Um, um, they, I mean, how, it's going to require some work. Yes, it will. And, and the questions about RU46 are, are very much um, on the table. I mean, you have Biden promising to guarantee access to abortion pills, and then you have Governors uh, like Christy Noam saying he's overstepping. He can't do that. That's right. not uh, within his jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's continue on with some other states. Where else would you like to go with this? Uh, well, we have Kansas, um, and then we have our own home state of Michigan, 
which both have abortion on the ballot coming up. Kansas is going to be um, August 2nd um, during their primary election, actually. And Michigan's, uh, well, the signatures have not been verified yet, but as of as of now, it looks very likely that they will be able to get um, this uh, constitutional amendment on the ballot for the fall. Um, and the deadline that they have to submit their signatures is going to be July 11th. So well, we'll find out initiated, more after that. This was initiated by the pro-abortion groups. Yeah. So this is a constitutional amendment to protect abortion in the state of Michigan. Yes. Okay. So if it's, it's called reproductive freedom for all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is going to require pro-life people to turn out yes. and uh, vote uh, to ensure that this doesn't become an amendment uh, part of the uh, Michigan uh, Constitution. Constitution, yeah. And I mean, in the meantime, what we have is a kind of a court battle over this 1931 pro-life law, which bans abortion except in cases of life of the mother. It's very much um, expected that it will remain under injunction from folks I've talked to, although, of course, um, Right to Life and uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. I think John Birch is the lawyer who's um, going to be defending uh, the 1931 law in court. Dana Nessel, our attorney general, has promised she's not going to prosecute, right? even if it does go into effect. So that's going to be part of the court's factoring. Nessel's over here saying she's not going to prosecute. Why should we put this into effect if she's, you know, she's already... You know, it seems like a raw power grab to me. It, well, it is. And yeah. it, it's it's uh, for people who claimed they were looking for uh, unity. They're basically refusing to play by the rules of the game. Yes. The pro-life movement worked for years to um, get Supreme Court justices who would interpret the Constitution uh, according to its original intent and finally, this was done, and they did what many uh, elite law professors thought they should do, which is somehow clean up uh, Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. These were terrible works yeah. of legal reasoning. So while many of these people wanted to keep abortion legal, they knew that Roe and Planned Parenthood v. Casey were bad uh, law. Yeah. So the Supreme Court acknowledged that, and so they've said, we're going to turn this back to the states. We've had 50 years, yeah. and America has not settled this issue. Let's go back to what we were doing in 1972 and let the people decide state by state. I, I mean, that's about as democratic a way to go about this. Ideally, I'd love them to have a human life amendment. Yeah. I, I'd love them to say, as Robbie George and John Finnis have argued, that the 14th Amendment uh, can be used to find a fetal, fetal personhood there. Yeah. Um, but that isn't what this court is doing. This court is turning it back to the people. They're saying that the Constitution is neutral on the question of abortion. Right. So it's a policy issue that reverts to the state legislatures. That's, again, about as democratic a way of resolving this conflict yeah, as possible. Yeah, and it's interesting because in the Casey decision, of course, one of the reasons that they affirmed, reaffirmed Roe versus Wade was because abortion was kind of, um, you know, entrenched in the culture. Yes. This was in Sandra Day O'Connor's decision or yeah. her, her um, uh, you know, her explanation. Uh, and, and now even in the, in the language of pro-abortion folks or pro, you know, as they like to be called pro-choice. They they're they keep hearkening back to this. You know, women have had access to this for fifty years, and you can't just take it away. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, this has been repeated over and over. And 
that's true. But also, you know, slavery was legal for how many years? Yeah. And it was wrong. And, and Jim Crow laws were in place for 67 years, I think. Yeah. You know, so look, uh, the Supreme Court has made some big reversals. This yes. is going down as one of the biggest. Uh, yes. Brown versus Board of Education, 1954, reverses Plessy v. Ferguson, I think 1896. That's huge. Um, it was, you know, an shattering uh, change, and so is uh, Dobbs. They're in the same category. Just notice we're out of time. Oh, shoot. We will talk uh, early next week. We'll come back together. Let's do that. All right. Thanks, Claire. You're welcome. Claire Kosmalski, our pro-life correspondent, is here for Krista in the afternoon. We'll be back. There's no shortage of stories connected uh, to the abortion problem. So we'll be continuing to do our best to orient us all to this battle.